This is Miller's Edge on Tide Lakers forward LeBron James expected to return tonight from his ankle injury and play against the Spurs. Lakers lost last night without James to the Golden State Warriors, 128 to 110. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina. Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Hope you're doing well here on a Friday edition. Hope uh, things are going well. You're ready for the weekend. Looks like the weather's going to be nice. So what a great weekend. Uh, relax. Do what you're going to do. Get some sports in. Do some yard work. Whatever it is, we're starting to turn that corner. And looking at spring, and I cannot wait. Spring is one of my favorite times of the year, except pollen. And I'm already sneezing. My nose running. I've uh, been doing that for the last couple of days, so excuse me if I sound a little nasally. Um, but, um, you know, grass and things like that starts to come out and sprout, and, and there it goes. There goes the old sinuses. So I'm a little bit uh, nasally today, but feeling okay. We'll get you through the next two hours. Again, number for the show, 205-342-9904. Don't forget to download the free app. Leave your thoughts, comments, questions right there, tight 100. Uh, point nine. We're getting some uh, different things today. Of course, uh, the basketball team, of course, we talked about that yesterday just a little bit. Didn't get into it in depth, but uh, getting ready to take on a mad, a somewhat defeated Kentucky basketball team. Who knows what the heck is going on with them and Coach Calipari. Uh, they win a good game, beat Auburn at Auburn. Big win, and then turn around and lose the next one. So, who knows what team is going to show up for Kentucky. We know they're talented. They're long. They're big. Got great guard play. They can score points. Uh, they get ready to take on Nate Oates and the Alabama Crimson Tide, who has been playing phenomenal. What a great win they had at home at Coleman Coliseum, coming back from behind, tying the game up, getting it into overtime, and then defeating uh, the Florida Gators as they sit right now to date as the number one team uh, in the SEC. So a big game. Um, uh, for Alabama on the road, so we'll see for sure um, how that works out for them, kind of getting us some of that. We'll hear some uh, NATO uh, sound from yesterday, I believe. I think we got some of that. I'll see if we can pull some of that up and talk about the basketball team. Last night, by the way, I had a chance to go to our Coliseum, which is called the CLA, Colonial Life Arena. Seat about 18,000. 
Um, and it was packed, not fully packed for the Alabama-South Carolina game, but uh, it was one of those games, man, it was like watching paint dry for a while. Um, I didn't know what was happening with our girls who were ranked number one, but it just seems like I've been to the last two or three games for them. A little lethargic, a little just seems tired mentally, physically. Don Saley talked about that in a press conference on, on yesterday afternoon. Didn't play well. I think the score at the end of the first quarter might have been like 11 to 4. I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, they couldn't even, uh, neither team could make a layup. But anyway, uh, a, a pretty ugly first half. Uh, South Carolina did get up to 33, was winning like uh, very comfortably. The game was pretty much over, but they win the game uh, by 28 points. And uh, in doing so, they became the SEC champ for the women's side of things. So congratulations to Don Staley and the South Carolina Gamecock defeating Alabama uh, last night. Alabama's got a good basketball team, and they're not a bad basketball team at all. Uh, they just could not get things going against South Carolina, who did not have Camilla Cardozo. Uh, their big six-seven center, who's uh, probably all-American candidate, player of the year candidate, did not play. She went over to play for her team in Brazil, uh, about three or four games and practices uh, a week or so ago, and it seemed like she's a little tired and needed a break. So don't say they gave her a break last night. But nonetheless, South Carolina claims eight SEC titles in 11 years for the Gamecock women's basketball team. So that's pretty good. Uh, defeating a very good. Alabama Crimson Tide women's basketball team. That being said, let's head down to T-Town with the boys hanging out there. Wyatt and Christian, guys, happy Friday. Happy Friday. What's going on? Um, yeah, you know, is, is, uh, as much as I want to root for our women's basketball team, we knew they were going down to Columbia and playing a really good Dawn Staley team. So appreciate their effort. But, I mean, obviously that would have been tough. But congrats to you guys picking up another uh, SEC title. I mean, do they have a statue of Don Staley yet? They are. Uh, the city of Columbia uh, is making one. We saw some glimpses of it. Hmm. That's going to be, you know, Main Street right downtown, center of Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, we'll have a Don Staley statue. A lot of it is uh, obviously the coaching, but I think from, you know, from her standing of women's sports, women's basketball, her big stance on that uh, to really elevate the entirety of women's sports, what she's done for that, being the you know, person that's out front. Um, so it's, it's more than basketball for her. Um, great coach, you know, Olympian and all that good stuff, but, but she has been very vocal with women's sports and, you know, equality with women's sports and, of course, for sure, women's basketball. But, yeah, they do have one. Uh, coming, I talked to the mayor of Columbia, a friend of mine. His name is Daniel Rickerman, and um, he had told me a couple months ago they were getting that done. So, kudos to her. You know, Aja Wilson has her statue right out front of the Colonial Life Arena. I mean, it's huge. So, wow. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess she didn't want to be put something beside her, so they're putting her Don Staley. He's downtown, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is pretty cool. I mean, she, she's definitely deserving of it. I mean, at some point, you think she might try to move on to something else. Like, do you feel like she might ever think, I mean, college basketball might <laughs> be too easy for her at this point where she's at? I mean, all the success she's having, or do you think she still just enjoys it? No, I think she enjoys, uh, you know, and like a lot of coaches, the same thing in football. You know, you have some coaches that are built to really, you know, like Nick Saban was. I mean, change the lives of young men. Don't say this is built to change help change the lives of young women, giving them purpose and, 
And, and, you know, you look back at all the successful players she's had at South Carolina. Uh, it's been phenomenal. What, what, what a lot of them are doing right now, Aja Wilson with the Las Vegas Aces, Tiffany Mitchell, which was her first uh, first round pick, a great basketball player. She just had her jersey retired at South Carolina. Uh, Elena Coates. I mean, and the list goes on and on. Leah Boston, just last year, the overall number one pick. She has two overall number one picks. Uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it's women's basketball, and, and there's still a lot of people. Still, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people are still whole hum about it. Um, but I enjoy it. I've, I've, you know, I work with Dawn, uh, do some stuff with her, and, and I've known her for a lot of years here in Columbia. Great woman. Just, to, I mean, just all the people that she's connected to. I think, you know, she enjoys impacting young girls, high school athletes that come through, college athletes. You know, she could go. I mean, they was talking about her coaching the NBA team. I mean, that was like last year. Like a, like NBA, not WNBA, NBA. Like, like men's, yeah, yeah, NBA team. Like her name, and I don't know how serious that was. Well, that would obviously um, be a first, right? The head coaches. Head yeah, coaches. head coach, for yeah. sure. I, and I was like, uh, I don't know. That would be kind of hard. That would be crazy. <laughs> I mean, because just knowing how dudes are for one, and then professional athletes are making all of this money. Uh, trying to control those attitudes. I mean, so I, I don't know. Uh, but they, I mean, I think it sounded good, but I don't think she would ever uh, risk doing that, even though that would be a pretty cool first. She, but, she might be one of the few that, that could pull that off. I, I feel like she, like, with her swagger and, you know, her you know ability to She probably relate, could. I feel like if, if anybody, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying, but comparing her to is it Coach Mulkey or whatever her name is from LSU, yeah, like that. I, I could. There's no way. I don't. I don't see her being able to get the respect of you know those caliber athletes, so to speak. Right. But someone like Don Staley, I feel like she might be able to pull it off if any of them are going to be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. She would be my favorite if anybody was going to do that. You, you're definitely right. I mean, Kim Mulkey definitely couldn't do that with her quirky outfits and all the stuff she <laughs> does. But <laughs> but but Don Staley kind of you know. Is that person that that can could, could garner the respect of, of of pro athletes and things? She already does. I mean, um, and she's a big name. She's very popular, right. um, and South Carolina is very blessed to to have her as the head coach. But anyway, I, I like the game. I wanted to make sure I was there. It was Alabama, um, and Alabama actually has a player. I think it's is it Leola McQueen. Uh, I might be pronouncing her first name wrong, but she is from Florence. South Carolina went to Wilson High School, I believe, who's up, plays guard for Alabama. It was cool to see her back in Columbia and Arena. Uh, people were talking about her last, uh, you know, just in different platforms last night. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the women's basketball is just one of them things to where um, it's growing in popularity. The NBA has gotten behind it. You know, it's never going to be the NBA, they're never going to make the money that the NBA is making. Which leads me to this. And I want to talk about this, Christian, because before we get into more Alabama stuff, um, I don't know if you saw the whole, just, uh, I mean, the EA Sports. I mean, it, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, I mean. Just about to ask you about they're that. They're getting the $600 if they opt in, plus a free game. They can opt out. I think there's not every college player, but there was a certain number. I pulled an article up here in just a moment. But, one, I'm going to want to get your thoughts on that. And number two, you know, Holly Rowe and, and uh, Molly McGrath, you know, who are sideline reporters, 
people like that have seemed to have a problem with the fact that when they listed all the announcers, you know, Kirk Herbstreit's of the world, David Pollock's, people that who are men mm-hmm. that have, you know, been on the game or on the game, right? Um, they seem like they have a problem because the women uh, got left out of this whole situation. But just thinking of I mean, that's kind of a sidebar question, but I do want to get your thoughts on the $600. When you look at $600, you go, really? Right. $600 and, and a game? I mean, because you know how much money and how much that game Because I just know it based, because you, you and CJ and all y'all, everybody, the kids, plays these games. $600 freaking dollars? Well, well, let me, let me, and, and let a me game? give you a comp- Come on, man. Let me give you a comparison. So, if, if you're on Madden, which is pretty much every player in the league, if you're on the active roster... For an NFL team, and you're on the Madden games. Um, I think this past year they said the check was about twenty-eight thousand. When I was in the league, it was right around twenty, or maybe just shy of it, right? And that's like every year that you're on Madden, you get a, a check for like twenty k, just for being on the game. So comparing twenty thousand, which again I heard the number last year was like twenty-eight thousand. 28000 compared to six hundred dollars, and you still get a copy of the game in the NFL, even even when they pay you. $28,000, you still get a copy of the game, even though... You I mean, what is that, $50, $75? The game, oh, shoot, they're going up in price. Yeah. They're like $70 now before tax. But with that being said, I'm not going to lie, man. It does seem like highway robbery to these college athletes. Now, you got to look at the, you know, the, the differences. There's a hundred... How many... T- all 134 FBS schools will be featured on here. So, and then you look at it. <clears throat> I don't know if they're including... I'm not trying to be funny but i don't know if they include the walk-ons are they do you know why uh I, I read a story the other day and it said that it was all 134 fbs schools and 85 players on from each school so, so that I sounds assume, like 85 scholarship because in there like 85 scholarships i'm saying it said players but they didn't they didn't say scholarships <coughs> yeah it's 85 scholarships well schools team. have 85 scholarships so it sounds like <coughs> i bet you it's goodness. scholarship players yeah i, I imagine yeah. scholarship players with that being said the nfl you've got a 53-man roster then you got a practice squad uh, which those practice squad guys, if I remember correctly, like some of them are on the game, maybe not all of them. And if, and most of them are, but they're they're listed as like free agents on the game. That, and plus, if you're in the, on the practice squad, you don't get the full 20-something thousand. I, don't, I can't remember what you're eligible for. Anyway, that being said, $600 does seem like highway, highway robbery. Um, but they did select like a couple athletes from each school to represent, you know, kind of be like NIL partners. So those guys are obviously getting paid more. I don't know what the number is. Say so they might say, "Hey, we're going to give you five to ten k to promote the game that you're going to be in." But still, everybody else is getting six hundred dollars. If it was me, because I was going to bring this up to ask you, I know you don't play video games, um, but I'll answer. I guess first, I would take the six hundred bucks to be in the game just because I know how cool it is to be in the game. Like when when I got drafted and I finally was on Madden, you didn't have to create yourself. Like that was the coolest thing, right? Like with me and my brother used to grow up playing games that you were on just cause it was cool to see you on there. Then like when I got the chance to be on Madden, it was it was even cooler, right? Cause now myself, I'm on the game not having to make myself. Like I'm in the game, I got the face scan and everything. Um, so as a college athlete, I'm just gonna take the 600 bucks to be on the game. Plus, cause I mean, dude, this is, you might not know this cause I mean, you don't really play games, but like, they haven't released a college football game in, when was the last one? Like, I don't even know, but it's been probably like 10 plus years, right? Wow. Yeah, it's maybe 
I don't know, guys. You, you, people out there definitely know. But it's been like double-digit years since they've released it. They stopped releasing them. And a lot of people like the college football series better than Madden. And then they stopped making them. Yeah, Wyatt's pointing to himself. Wyatt, do you know when the last time they made one? How long has it been since they made one? NCAA 2014, 2014 was the last one. So it's been About 10 years. 10 years. Okay, that's what I thought. So 10 years since they've had one. They finally bring it back. Everybody's excited for it. So, yeah, long story short, I'm taking the money even though I feel like I'm getting ripped off. It is what it is. I'm just grateful to be on the game. And, uh, yeah, I'll just enjoy playing myself and then take that 600 bucks. and I don't know. Mm-mm. But it sounds like you aren't a fan of that. You, you want more. Yes, I mean, listen, isn't life is about value production, right? Your name, image, and likeness, the fact that all these other dudes going to make all of this gazillion of dollars, and they giving you a measly, let me just pay y'all out my pocket. Well, no, I remember I gave you the the analytics, though. In the NFL, you got 32 teams with 53-man rosters, and then a couple other guys that are free agents on the game, right? No, I'm college, college. you've got 130. I'm, I'm explaining 134 teams, and they said 85 scholarship players. I mean, I can do the math real quick. 134 times 85 would be 11,390 players. Uh, NFL, we'll just say 53 times 32. I mean, that's 1,600 or oh, oh, 1,700, 1,696. And then some of the free agent practice squad guys. I mean, that that's a huge difference. You see what I'm saying? Now, I now I will say this. They, it could have been more than six hundred. It could have been, given the the, the large it could contract, have been six thousand. It probably could have been. I would say twenty five hundred, just because there's so many players, and I had to do the math on that because I forgot what it was already. But if you take into account the six hundred plus the seventy, because the game's seventy dollars, so take into <laughs> account six hundred plus seventy. Yeah, player, they're sinking already seven point six million dollars into just having players into this game. In this game, yeah. not including having potentially a Shador Sanders, a Quinn Ewers, a Jalen Milrow as the cover athlete, or commercials and marketing using using athletes as well. So it's it's a lot of money that they're sinking into this already. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean it definitely is. But okay, why? But if we if we look at what they're going to make. I promise you, it's a lot more. Because, um, I mean, you're basically getting paid worse than minimum wage. But, but you're not really right. working, though. I, mean, I know, but, but, but it's still your, that's what NIL is. Now, they're saying that this is the largest NIL deal to date. That's kind of what they, they're kind of trying to label. It says the biggest NIL move to date, well, EA Sports, yeah, college football, 25. $7 million. Uh, right, but, but the thing is, $600, regardless of player position or school, and includes a copy of the game um, beyond the one-time payment. However, players will not receive any royalties tied to the game sales. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's where we're in lines of problem because you're, if, if they were 600 bucks, whatever, initially one-time payment, then they include some type of royalty because... People that's going to buy the game for University of Alabama and Jalen Miro being the guy in that number four, that number four carries something, right? Because he right. just if you're the starting quarterback at Alabama, Alabama, that's worth a lot more than six hundred dollars. I get it. You, you... Well, what's confusing? I mean, I get all that. Sorry, I hit the mute button. Okay. I, you know, but I, I, I just think they could have done better than that. I like the idea. I think all that is cool. But at the same time, six hundred measly dollars. I mean, and and we're gonna give you a copy of the game. Oh, great! Thank you. 
I mean, yeah, but I, I trust me, I, I get that it, they're probably worth a lot more than six hundred dollars being on the game. But I, I think, you, I mean, we're, look, man, I, like I said, as a kid, all, all every kid grew up wanted to be on a Madden or NCAA game, NCAA game, right? And it's better than nothing. You realize when they used to make these games, they used to not get any. Actually, they did get us. They ended up going back and paying guys a small fee. I remember when I first got here, some of the guys I played with got a small check. It wasn't hardly nothing. And I don't even know. If, I don't even think back then they were. They didn't even use their names people made downloadable rosters but they had to pay them because they ended up people noticed there was a lot of likeliness with the, the avatars or the whatever you want to call it with the, the people on the game so with that being said i mean i get i trust i get what you're saying but what's interesting you know madden's budget must be a lot higher because we'll just say there's two thousand players on madden and each one of those players gets that we'll just say twenty thousand dollar check i mean that's like forty million dollars if I'm understand that right, but maybe I'm doing the math wrong. I, I, I don't know, but that's a lot different than, than six or seven million. But I don't know. Maybe we can find somebody who works at EA Sports that can help explain it. All I know is I'm just glad the game's back. I know six hundred dollars isn't a lot, but again, when you're featuring that many schools, that many players, I mean, it kind of it crushes the budget, right? Like if they only featured the you know a couple you know big powerhouses, right? There was only forty schools on there. They probably would pay a lot more, but. I'm just happy that the game's back, man. And as much yeah. as these guys are making more money outside of stuff anyways, man. Like, yeah, here's $600. I'm going to pay you in all 20s. Dude, all right, we got to have a break. On, Come man. back. <laughs> well, if you're in the mood, we can talk about this. 205-342-9904. Do you think the guys should take the $600 or should they opt out? It's their choice. They can say, no, don't use my name. Because my name is worth more than 600 That would be me. Now, I mean, you know, Come $600. On, for anybody else in college, I mean, that's that's a couple trips down on University Boulevard for you and Wyatt to go down there and hang out. Dude, it's $600 you know and you get to be in a video game. Like, come on, man. It's not like $600 and they're selling all your equipment. Like, $600, you get to play with yourself on a game. Like, One thing I've also seen proposed potentially is that the players could sign the copy, could sign their copy of the game and then sell that. And that be, you know, this is the one-of-one one copy of the original NCAA that came back and mm. make so much more money just, just by signing it. You can, but I'm just going to keep going that. back to like These guys literally get paid a, a stipend. They get paid their NIL thing, whatever it's called, a month. I mean, these guys are pulling in on average, probably at least at big schools, on average about 5K a month. Again, I was making a couple hundred dollars a month while I was living in a dorm, and afterwards I was getting like $1,600 a month, and now it's to cover rent and everything. Come on, man! Like, like these guys, man. Like, what, what are they spending money on? You know, five k a month is more than a name, lot of than most families in Alabama what? that have kids what? and don't get free food at a dining hall. Don't get all this. I know I sound like oh, old and cranky, kids, man. Your name is worth more than six hundred dollars. We got to have a quick break. We went a little <laughs> long this second. We'll come back. We'll talk more about this. Plus, Nate Oates and Alabama basketball big game against Kentucky coming up this weekend. A lot of the spring sports have started. We can get into some of that uh, if you're in the mood. Then we'll look at this Alabama football team and the direction as they're now just over a week before spring practice. What uh, are you geared up for? What's your expectation? We'll talk some of that too. Right here on the Middle's Edge on Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC will take pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. 
Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 68. Mostly fair tonight, the low 44. For the weekend, a good supply of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow, 62. The high Sunday and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Let's go ahead and take it to the people, take some calls here on this segment. Let's head out to Romulus. Our good friend Tommy is up. Welcome in, sir. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Man, we're doing Doing well, good, sir. Tommy. We're doing good. Well, I, I, I'm going to get off the uh, $600 thing. I got a question at y'all about athletes. Okay. All right. Me and Hollywood followed kind of had a big disagreement yesterday about something. And I got thinking about it. All right. Y'all both play college football. All right. Kristen, you played at Alabama. Roll Tide. When you roll Tide. When you signed, what was your expectation for yourself? For myself? Yes. Well, I can tell you, there's. I had a few things. I wanted to get my degree while I was here. Obviously, that was important. I wanted to compete for national championships. That's part of the reason. One of the big reasons I came to Alabama because I wanted to play for Coach Saban, the greatest coach compete for national championships, and I knew that uh, putting myself in this environment uh, would be a catalyst for my growth and development and ultimately help me become the best, not only player, but person possible because I knew how much of a challenge it was. Um, so my expectations were realistic. I, you can ask my dad. I, I expected to probably redshirt because I knew I needed to develop physically. Uh, I expected I had to wait my turn, but ultimately I knew that when I finally got my opportunity, I'd make the most of it, and I'd hopefully fall in line, um, uh, fall in the same line as you know all the great players that came before me that played here. And hell, I think I accomplished pretty much all of my goals: winning championships, being named team captain, getting drafted, all that good stuff. So, I guess that's well, my answer for you, Tommy. <laughs> well, that's a good. That was well, that was I hoping for because I, that's what I'm kind of looking at. All right. We got talking about Eli, other thing. I said, I was at the softball game Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I, y'all announced that Eli was retired. Well, I'm sitting there at the Kayla, Carla DeBoer, I think that's his wife's name. I'm probably saying the wrong name, but uh, throughout the first pitch, and I had a couple of people sitting by me, and they were reading their phones. Eli didn't want to retire. They forced him out. I just read the first two paragraphs. I said, why don't you finish the article? I haven't read the article, but we jumped to the gun, and me and Ryan got talking about something, and I said, I'm getting tired of every time we sign a five-star. I hope this pressure, I know you have pressure. You want to succeed and to be the best. You list that out. You want to get a college degree. You knew you are going to register. You want to get better. You want to have the chance for the NFL, and Nick Saban was going to do that. It seemed like he had delivered that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, every time we sign a five-star or something, I said, I hear this in football. I hear it in softball and all this sport. Like, every time we sign a five-star quarterback, well, he the next Joe Namath. 
heathen man <laughs> you are. And I'm like, well, Ryan says something kind of after I hung up. Said, you know, I may not call him Friday because I might give him a piece of my mind. Oh, you want us to be like Auburn, average? And I went, excuse me, preacher man. I went, hell no, I don't want to be average. Mm. And I don't want to be Auburn, all right? But did you feel like you had to be the next for Neilis Bennett? No, every time we sign a five-star defense and quarterback running back, he's the savior of the program. I'm like, excuse me. I hate that term of the word, savior of the program. Alabama is not built on one player. It's mm-hmm. built on a team concept. And I've told this on other stories. I'll tell you. I never thought I would live to see Alabama have a high school trophy one. Because when wow. Coach Wright was here, it was team, team, team. We played for SEC championship, state championship, and national championship. If you got All-American awards and you got awards, that's because you played as a team member. Yeah. Now, I'm like, I'm like, he compared me to an armor fan yesterday. And I'm like, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not like, laughing. I'm laughing with you. Um, I know, I know, I know, but I said, he might come back from Mobile when he gets here. I might pull his bear out. My twig, my twig. I'm like, I know he didn't mean that we didn't say it, but I'm like, it's just like in softball. We had two great pitchers. This should look like they're coming to go help the team. And they always say, oh, well, they the next Montana foul. Don't put the pressure on them. Well, don't you want to see? I went, yes, but don't be unfair to Montana. There's one Montana. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm probably talk two picks for if I had the committee. I said, I want these pitcher not to be the next Montana foul. Why? I said, I want a national championship. Montana yeah. didn't bring us a national championship. We got two pitchers. We need more than one great player or one savior. I'm getting tired of that, Tommy. I'm not well, you know, the team... You- the thing is, you know, and Christian's right. I mean, everything he told you is 100% right. His ideas and what he wanted to accomplish coming to Alabama. I mean, listen, um, the, the, I don't know, the measuring stick is so high at Alabama. It, Tommy, it's just it's just hard. I mean, every player is, is really getting scrutinized to be the next this. And there's always comparisons. There's always anointing. And, and, and it really is unfair because if the player does not uh, pan out to be that, then he's considered a bust or this, that, and the third. And, you know, and that's what I was talking about yesterday with the, uh, the fact that now fans have the ability to reach out and touch players, to talk to players, to, I mean, with social media. The, the pressure is extremely difficult. Now, it's nowhere near that, like at a school like South Carolina or a school like you know, that doesn't win championships, and this championships are bust every single year. That's not the case, you know, a school like South Carolina, uh, or most schools, to be honest with you, except Alabama and, and, and maybe Georgia now and, and Ohio State and Michigan. But listen, it, it is unfair, and you just don't know. I mean, and, you know, Christian had to be, I don't know, lately, but when you came, I believe I'm right, Christian, it was a Nick Saban's best class in 2014 wasn't you? Wasn't that the case? Some, something like paper. that. Something right, like that. but now they might have said something differently. But I'm just saying they had a ton. You know, use a high four star, low five star. Uh, uh, you know, so 
you still got to develop. You still got to adapt to college. You still got to what's going to class going to look like. What's you know some kids are make it, some kids don't, and that's just the reality of it. And and you just hope that more make it than don't. Um, and now it's, it's it's even crazier because you got transfer portal, because now it's easy to 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 opt out, right? It's easy to go somewhere else and do something different. So. I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, but the reality is with social media, with uh, all the access to programs now, I mean, the pressure is going to be substantial. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask Chris, when you come here, do, they, do you feel like you're going to have to be the next Cornelius Bennett or Derek Thomas? I, 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 just, I felt there's some expectations, but at the same time, I'll be honest with you, it almost was like, at least with football, we had so much talent that it kind of was spreading that expectations throughout spreading those expectations throughout versus if you go to a school that doesn't necessarily have as much talent and you are that guy you have even more pressure mounted on you but um yeah i I think you definitely feel some of that but uh, i think the the best thing that a player can do is just try you know appreciate it but just kind of tune it out and just know that you're you're you are your own person and um, and just and be that you know be the be the best version of yourself and uh, that's all you can do. But no, I agree with you. I think we do put a lot of expectations on people. But well, that's part I'm of part of having something. a program like this. <laughs> well, I know it's the same. I, I'm been fortunate and I'm blessed to be born in Tuscaloosa to see all the great things that University of Alabama have done. But like one of my favorite players and people say, how did you pick him? I'm sorry, Chris, it's not you. Was Corey Raymer or Raymer? I say. He knew his role. He knew his job. He knew his position. And like you said, you had talent all over that defensive line in the back. Just do your job, and we'll be fine, and we'll win. I mean, I use a perfect example. He was your teammate, Corey. Uh, Lawrence Taylor played at North Carolina. Lawrence Taylor didn't get 25 tackle. North Carolina wasn't going to win. college football when he played. He was it. Yeah. I mean, when we got to the Giants, he had help. Yeah, I have not just a smidge. <laughs> but, well, yeah, well, I was yeah, going to put you in there. Other people, I mean. Yeah, you nah, know. you're right. I mean, it's, I mean, football's a team sport. I mean, you can't do it with one guy. I mean, you know, one guy may get a lot of the glory, but it, it takes all. And, and um, again, I, I just, this, is, this is a different world, Tommy, we're living in with oh, college I know, athletes. I know, but I, mean, just, just, I just feel yeah. like, like, wait a minute. The program is not going to fall apart if this kid don't come to Alabama. I, I'm just like, I just hate to use it. Oh, he's a savior of the program. Right. I agree with that. It, it hurts me. I'm sorry. I'm on my slope. No, I love it. Good. That's getting us on fire. Tommy's got to hit a break, man. Thank you so much, though. All right, man. Y'all good have a stuff. great weekend. That's you too, but that's good stuff. Quick timeout. If you're on hold, we'll come right back to you. That's good stuff. I think he makes a lot of great points there about the press. So take care of any problems you got with a damp crawl space or a crack in your foundation. They even do pest control and lawn care. Full service Alabama professional services at alabamaprofessional.com. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. 
And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. microphone that I pull up, you know, at the break, take it away from my mouth, and I forget I didn't pull it back down. So <laughs> I'm like, are you running away from the mic? No, <laughs> it's, no, I'm not talking loud enough. It don't matter, but um, I turned it down because you said about the echo. So, but anyway, that's what it is. So that's what the boys on the stand that told me. Look, man, you like you have trucker with that microphone around your head. So, <laughs> oh, but uh, absolutely right. I do look like a trucker. 205-342-9904. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Pat in Tuscaloosa. You're up next, sir. Hi. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, my well, friend. How are you? What, what, what y'all were just talking about, like, it sounds like Ryan Williams really, really put the pressure on his back end that uh, when he uh, picked number two and he said that Deuces loose. Oh, my mm. goodness. What she used to feel one day yes. to Palmer. That's a that's some that's some big I got I got fourteens and I know that's about eighteens. I mean so that's that's a lot to feel. I mean, but again, you know, Pat, this young man comes in with that moxie and, and, and again he's only what seventeen years old. Um you know, his upside seems to be tremendous. Um this offense with uh Kalen DeBoer. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you know, that's why I'm very slow to or you know, ordain or anoint any young kid, yeah. because I know how difficult it is to make that transition, regardless well, of how great they're uh, in high school. You know, Corey, you're an anomaly that uh, uh, to have a size 14 foot. Both of my boys had size 14 feet, and I had my uh, my youngest run a four five, and I was six foot. But oh, uh, mm. I found that most players, most really fast, fast guys in the NFL, never had feet bigger than a size 12. Is any truth to that? That would be probably very true. Um, you know, I see big, fast guys. You're right. They're like 11, between 11 and 12. Um, you know, I was 14. I was probably between 13 and 14, but I like to have a little bit of room so my toes are not cramped up. But uh, but you're right. You don't see guys with big feet normally run extremely fast. They don't pick them up and put them down very nicely. So if you got big feet like I do, I was a four, five, eight guys when I ran in my combine. Um, I could do pretty good with these old big foundations. Absolutely, like I said, you were an anomaly, though, mm-hmm. in comparison to what we normally see. But oh, uh, what I uh, talked about was that how poorly the university handled Eli uh, in that, and the reason I'm saying that is because. Why were they not on the same page as to what the press release was going to say, regardless of of who of who shot who? Whatever the sheriff did didn't matter. They were not on the same page, and it makes the university look really bad. Hey, you can have a, a a somebody that works for you for thirty five years, and you treat them like that. 
I don't care who did what. Somebody ought to get a bad, bad calling out on the carpet over this crap. Because it makes the university look in a bad light. What do you guys think? Well, I'll say this, and like I said, it's hard for me to kind of get too too involved just because I do work with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. I work with Eli and Chris. I love both of them. and. I, I, I love Chris Stewart, too. Yeah, yeah. But, and I think it's just an unfortunate situation where you've got a legend, an icon, and Eli, and but you also have a, a, you know, a great talent in Chris Stewart. But I'll, I'll say this, though. I, I think there may just have been a miscommunication uh, that sounds like it goes back to last season. You know, Eli was calling home games last year. Chris was doing away games. Um, and his contract, I just got to remind everybody, his contract, Eli's contract ends in June. So it's it's not like they terminated his contract. They're not renewing it. So but with that being said, it sounds like um, the university or the Crimson Tide Sports Network was probably thinking that last year was more of that kind of final season because they knew the contract would expire. Um, but maybe there was a miscommunication because it sounds like Eli wasn't under that assumption. Eli obviously wants to continue broadcasting and doing more. Maybe if they talked about that going into last year, that they could have came to that agreement because Eli said that that was one of the things he wanted was to have just this one last year. Uh, personally, I mean, I, I probably would have just let Eli have that one final year given, you know, he's, he's done so many great things for this university, so many great calls, battling adversity to just to get back in the booth. And, yeah, I'm sure, you know, he probably took a step or two behind back just because given everything he's gone through, which I have a tremendous amount of respect uh, for him because of that. Um, I wish it could have just been a smoother transition. You, you hate when it seems like there's friction um, between a, a relationship that's gone on so long and that's been so special. But, um, you know, it sounds like Eli still has a lot of a lot of love for Alabama, which he should. I mean, he's, he's cemented himself uh, a very nice legacy here. But, yeah, that, that's those are kind of my thoughts, honestly, without diving too much in it. But I, I, I ultimately just wish it was just a little bit smoother of a transition because, again, I, I – I love both Chris. I love Eli. I appreciate everybody with the Crimson Tide Sports Network, you know, Greg Byrne, everybody. I just feel like, you know, there's some miscommunications, and unfortunately they couldn't really come to an agreement. But it sounds like they did try to, to, to be fair, they, they released another statement yesterday uh, where they said, and I quote, as we noted in yesterday's release, Eli Gold has been a legendary broadcaster in a career spanning 52 years. In 2023, we worked out a plan to have Eli call the home games plus Auburn with Chris Stewart handling away games. We're incredibly appreciative of the positive things Eli has contributed to the Crimson Tide Sports Network and the University of Alabama during his time with us, which is why our desire was for him to remain part of the game day broadcast and allow us to celebrate his UA broadcast career. But at this point, the interests of UA and CTSN are best served by Chris Stewart handling play-by-play -play for all games. After a series of conversations, over a period of time, Eli was presented with an opportunity to continue his contributions to the CTSN broadcast team in the coming years in a more limited role including the lead broadcast role for this year's A-Day game. Unfortunately, he declined the opportunity. We will always appreciate Eli and wish him nothing but the best in his next endeavors. We are incredibly excited about the future of CTSN and what Chris Stewart will bring to the broadcast in his <coughs> new role. So with that being said, and I'm going to pass to my dad real quick, it sounds like they did try to keep him around involved just in a limited role, and, and obviously Eli, Eli wasn't too happy about that. So unfortunately, they couldn't come to terms with it, and I just wish they could have parted a little bit smoother, but... You know, this is kind of where we're at, but at least we got some more clarity from their side as well because we've heard Eli's side, we've heard their side now, and it just seems like there were some miscommunications possibly and they just couldn't come to agreements. Well, sure. Pat, let me just say, I, I, I agree with you, okay? Um, here's the bottom line. 
You got an icon. 35, 36 years of calling Alabama football games. We said yesterday that that iconic voice will always be with Alabama. I mean, there's so many great calls that Eli Gold has had the privilege to call. National Championship Games, SEC Championship Games. I mean, God, the second and 26 to a tongue of Iloa to Devontae Smith down in Atlanta over the Georgia Bulldogs. You go back just even just to last year at Auburn, you know, Jayla Milro, Dizel Bond. I mean, these are iconic calls that we're going to, as Bama fans, going to hear till Jesus comes back. But here's the thing. When you have a guy like that, Right, and you know that the end is nearing. I kind of equated it to Nick Saban. I mean, if Nick Saban would continue to coach and then Greg Byrne and Alabama said, you know what, he's slipping there, we need to go in a new direction, you're not going to not just renew contract. You're going to get in an office and you're going to fight like we do as family members sometimes, but we still have a lot of love for one another. We figure out a way that we don't, as you said, look stupid, right? Because what looks stupid is, you know, they wanted Eli to say, hey, I'm stepping away. They wanted him to basically take the charge, as I like to call it. You know, sometimes in life you got to just stand in front of LeBron James and let him run over you and get back up. That's what they wanted Eli Gold to do is say, hey, you know, I'm stepping away. Thank you for the 35 years. I got a limited role, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what he wanted to do. And in my opinion, when you've had someone so successful who's coming off defeating cancer, and maybe not his best year last year because that seemed to be one of the things that they said, you're not yourself, but he said he's, he's healthy as a horse now. You give him that opportunity. You know, it's one, it's one season. You say, hey, you know, we're going to give you one last hurrah, let you just do your thing. As he said, I'll step away. I'll go off into the sunset. Let me do my one year, and I'm done. And, it's, it's, and I'm sure it's not like a, a great deal of money, Pat. I mean, you know, you're not getting rich doing play-by-play. So you figure out that, you give them that, that limited six-month contract, nine-month contract, whatever it is, and you say, hey, we're going to do this because you deserve it, right? That's what I think they should have yeah. done. But then you, if you got to come from behind Eli after he did his radio tour, he was on every show imaginable, and then, you know, you sound like you didn't handle it right, but now you got to come back with a statement, right? To say, <laughs> well, we, we, we wanted him to do this, and we asked him to do this, and blah, blah. Well, it's too late now. The damage is done. Right? Yeah. And and, exactly. and and that's what you're saying. You're saying like this is this right here look eighth grade. No, I didn't well, well we didn't do mean it that way and we did this and we told him to do the A Day game and we want to give him a limited role. Well, you got a thirty six year veteran that has been your voice. You can't treat him as such. That's that happened to players sometimes I've seen it in in the NFL and organizations that's been there forever. It never ends well. It just don't most of the time. And if, if people, executives are smart, sometimes you got to take the charge and say, give the man what he wants. We got Chris Stewart. We know he's great. We got the replacement already. Let's go ahead and announce it. Chris Stewart is going to be the new voice of Alabama football. This is Eli's last year. Guess, what, guess who's happy? Every single Alabama fan. Right now, you got division. And that's what you're saying, Pat. A, a, a whole bunch of division. I went in and signed the... Uh, petition my own self that uh but his in in 09 his iconic call in the national championship when he said the roses of this old stadium are once again crimson wow who else could have come up with that that's what I'm saying. That that voice, man. Those types of things. We'll see if Wyatt could find that one because that's beautiful. Um, you're not going to lose that. He's going to forever be attached, although now he's 
in my opinion, taking a huge step down by going to Nashville. We had a caller that told us yesterday he was going to Nashville for arena football. Just don't sound like him, right? That don't even sound right. Yeah. But yeah. he wants to call, and, and that's his passion. We wish him nothing but the best. But but you 100%, Pat. Uh, you 100% right, yep. and I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Hey, you guys have a blessed day. And I know, Corey, I'm putting y'all, getting you guys on the spot with the Crimson Tide Network. And I don't mean to do that. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, 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 no you're fine. No. You're We're about honest but, but, here. But I know how to navigate. It is what it is. <laughs> and it looks real bad. It looks second grade, what it looks. Yeah, and I'm 100%. so sorry, but that's just the truth. Yeah, we hate that. That's happened. But good, good call, Pat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a blessing, Yeah. Nah, I mean, I think you, you're, you're spot on, Christian. I mean, you worked for him the last two years, you know. I mean, and, and we don't want to pin Chris and, you know, Eli. It's not even about that. It's just, uh, it's about that long-lasting relationship, in my opinion, that to me deserves a little bit more um, support from the organization or the, the school in this, this moment. All right, here, final break here, hour number one. We'll be back. inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, it's Gary Harris coming up Monday morning on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. We'll recap a busy weekend of Alabama sports, plus TiderInsider.com's Rodney Orr joins us and Casey Smith on golf, plus your phone calls and more. The Gary Harris Plus at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 68. Mostly fair tonight, the low 44. For the weekend, a good supply of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow, 62. The high Sunday at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back. We got time to take another phone call before we hit the top of the hour break. 205-342-9904. Don't forget, we got a couple of several... um, App messages as well. We'll get to those in hour number two. That's Tide 100.9. Absolutely free download for it. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Welcome in. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, up, sir? sir. Hope you're doing well today. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hey, uh, I just wanted to, to go back to that uh, EA uh, college football conversation you guys had at the top or at the beginning of the hour. Yeah. Um, the $600 thing, you know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, you know, I can see both sides of it. Um, I, I, I think $600 is a little bit uh, a little bit low. You know, I'm more uh, toward that, like y'all were talking about earlier, maybe, maybe you know, $1,500, $2,500, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
I know, uh, you know, the last NCAA game that came out, the last college football game back, what, 2013, I believe, so almost 10 years ago. Uh, there's so much pent-up demand uh, for this new game coming out. Um, and at $70 a pop, I know that NCAA 14 game sold over a million copies. So you do the math, I mean, $70 uh, a clip per game times – Let's just say 1.5 million copies sold. Right. That's 105. That's 105 million dollars right there. Um, so, I mean, you take off that 6.8 million dollars and the 600 dollars payments they're given to those 11.3 k players across the country. You know, that's still you're looking at you know a little bit south of 100 million. Now, I do know, you know, they probably have other agreements, too, licensing agreements with the schools they probably have to pay out. And, um, you know, with, like, Kirk Curb Street and, and some of those ESPN guys, I'm not sure all of the, you know, payments out to those guys, too, to be in the game. But there just seems to be, like, there should have been a little bit more wiggle room to pay these guys a little bit more. But I will say this, uh, you know, firsthand, I have a my brother-in-law is a freshman. He's a wide receiver at UConn. Uh, up in Connecticut, and um, he's just ecstatic to be on the game. He uh, he just uh, signed yesterday to, to be in the game. Um, he's just getting the 600 with the with the copy of the game, and he's perfectly fine with it. I mean, he's always dreamed like uh, like you guys were talking about earlier. He dreamed of being in the game. Um, now, maybe going forward, as he grows his own brand and his value as a college football player, which is what he's hoping and what he's striving to do. Um, you know, they have to look at this on a year-by-year basis, I, I would think. So next year, when the next game comes out, I would think they would have to sign new agreements, right? Uh, it, I would it, think so. It depends. I know that the NFLPA and, and like the way the CBA and all that stuff is handled, that kind of sets it up. I know typically it always is increasing. Though, Like I said, when I was playing – Oh, the Panthers, it was shy of 20000 which, again, I was not complaining about getting damn near $20,000 to be on Madden. But now it's up to about twenty eight. But I like your points, Drew, about, you know, they do have more to their budget. Like, definitely the schools, you're going to have to pay the schools to use all their, you know, branding and whatnot and the, the announcers. And then you got to pay the the, desi- the graphic designers or people that are building the game, all types of, uh, all types of stuff. But I will say, though, almost – this is where I think they're getting this from. This was their idea. 600 is kind of like the base because let's just face it. You've got 134 FBS schools on there. Realistically, maybe, and again, if you have a total of over 11,000 players on the game, maybe 1,000 of those players are actually popular people that people are, you know, that people know. Does that make sense? Right? And so... They're kind of part of just thinking the base pays like that 600 and then they're selecting some of the like you know popular guys from teams and they're like nil partners those guys are obviously going to make so more. how much do you think like a jayla miro who he well, just tweeted that, a little that while was about ago to say i don't know what he's making but that was going to lead me to my next point i feel like maybe they should have done tiers right like if you're a starting quarterback like at a big school or something maybe you get x amount if you're or you know what i mean like maybe like the the, the bigger name guys at the program maybe like 20 guys that are like starters and bigger names, those guys get a little bit more because it's their name, image, likeness is going to be worth more. It's not going to be equal to, you know, no offense, but the, the true freshman three-star that just enrolled at, 
I don't know, UNLV. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's, that's not really equivalent to a guy like Jalen Milrow. So I think that could play a role. But I'll be honest. I mean, when you when you lay that out there, Drew, like you said, if it's sold, say it sells a million copies, which again they're bringing this game back first time in ten years. People, I'm assuming, Drew, I think you're you know younger. We've all been waiting on this game for years. We're all going to get it, right? They they pull in seventy million dollars from that, right? And they're only spending six point eight million on the players. I mean, they definitely could have bumped it up because if you do the math with with Madden twenty eight thousand. And shout out to uh, what's eleven thousand? What's eleven thousand times six hundred? Well, I'm going to tell you real quick because uh, Brett, Ain't Brett, that much. one of our listeners, Brett, just tweeted me earlier, and thanks to him, he did the math on on a piece of paper and uh, took a picture of it. So, nineteen hundred players on Madden times twenty eight thousand. That's fifty three point seven million dollars. So, how is Madden's budget fifty three million dollars for the players, but then college football is only six point eight? I don't understand that part. That's a little confusing. So they, they probably could they could come up a little bit, a hundred percent. But those are good points, Drew. Is and let me ask you this too. I was gonna is 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 your brother uh is he a walk on or on scholarship? The only reason we're asking is we're wondering if, if the walk ons are gonna be included as well in that payment. He, he's on scholarship, full scholarship. Okay, so it probably does sound like it's no, just the walk ons are not included because it says eighty five scholarships. I know, I know, but I didn't know if just yeah. you never know. Maybe I just that helps answer our question, so that's good to know. But I mean, Drew, that's so cool for your like your brother. Like I can get that part of it too, right? Just to, I mean, you know, for me, you, you, you probably have to go back to the archives and find me on like Tecmo Bowl. You know what I mean, no, you were on Madden like ninety nine on the yeah, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, the later part of Madden's, but I'm just saying. And that was pretty cool. I used to watch the kids, and, and you know, they'd be like, look, Dad, I'm playing with you. You know, this that, that is pretty cool. But when you understand just the, the financial part of it and what they're making versus what you're getting, it's, to me, it's, it's way underpaid. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with what you're saying there, too. I, I think, uh, I think my, my brother-in-law, you know, he's just hoping, you know, this is kind of like his first, like, yeah, I will say it's kind of one of his first NIL deals, right? So, I mean, he's yeah. a freshman. Um, so, like, he's only trying to grow his brand. Um, so, I think, you know, next year, hopefully he's grown his brand more, you know, having the chance to play on TV, uh, you know, against some, you know, Big Ten schools and stuff yeah. so coming year. Um, you know, who knows what it could be next year. Maybe he could, you know, make, right. make more. I don't know. He can so. make more, and, and listen, the more he plays and the more, the, the, you know, Exposure. I always talk about value producing, right? As long as you're, you're value and you're producing, that's what Coach Saban always say, help players produ- produce value for themselves, and that's what it's all about. And the more value that you produce for yourself, guess what? The more money you get in your, in your checking account, right? And, and so uh, that's what you got to do. That's why I try to tell these young kids now that I work with, you know, you know, go out and produce value. I mean, playing time, making plays, that's how you produce value uh, for yourselves. Yeah, I mean, real quick, uh, my brother's texting us now. He he made a point. So Madden makes a lot of revenue based off of their ultimate team. So if people don't know what that means, it's like you can build your own team and you can, there's like in-game purchases you can buy, like in-game with, in, you can pay real currency to buy in-game currency to buy players and packs and all that stuff. So that supposedly is generating a lot more money as well. Um, and and he's, my brother's telling me that there's not going to be any in-game purchases in this new NCAA franchise game. So 
that might be part of it too, why the budget could so it will be, be limited. Lower. Right. Yeah, budget might be limited. Yeah. But Drew, we appreciate you, man. We got to hit this top hour break, but man, great stuff, man. Uh, good luck to your uh, brother-in-law this upcoming season. For sure, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Roll tide. Same back at you. All right, quick top of the hour. <clears throat> Excuse me, top of the hour time out. Told you, Mike. Sinus drainage is happening. Me too, man. But yours, you be like this all the time, though. So like, <laughs> <give it up. laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I got to clear my throat. I can't help it, man. I mean, dang. Yeah. You know, my bad. All right, we got some out messages. We continue to eating. take a phone call. This is a really interesting conversation <laughs> because I'm old school. I don't play games. I'm sure a lot of listeners to tie 100 probably don't play games. I'm just guessing. Why? Do you play games? I'm pretty sure it does. But, uh, I'm actually very excited for this new game. I might not buy Madden again after after this new one comes out. Oh, dude, out. I'm telling you, this everybody's really? going to be on this guy. I, I don't think my dad understands the significance of this game coming back. I, I understand my, this. Core childhood memories of mine include just, just carving my friends up on NCAA with the triple option. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited for this. Listen, man, that triple option still works, man. I'm telling man, you. Well, I mean, that's it, basically an RPO. An RPO is t- technically a triple option. Well... Kind of, but the triple option don't, don't have no passing. Back in the day, it wasn't no pass. I had a pitch. Yeah, pitch would be your pass. Quick time out. We'll come back. <laughs> we got some app messages, more of your phone calls. We'll talk about the basketball team. They get ready to take on Calipari and Kentucky. Can the Tide shut things down? We'll talk about that on the flip. Back in a moment. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Isaac Lowenkron. The National Football League announced that the 2024 salary cap will be $255 million. That's a $30 million increase from last year's salary cap. There'll also be an additional $74 million earmarked for player benefits, performance-based pay, and benefits for retired players. ESPN reports that the New Orleans Saints are restructuring the contract of quarterback Derek Carr. That's expected to create about $23 million in salary cap savings. The Tampa Bay Times reports that the Buccaneers have had preliminary discussions with quarterback Baker Mayfield about a new contract. Mayfield is set to become an unrestricted free agent. Save lives. The event will feature a non-competitive three-mile walk and a survivor's pathway. To register and to get more details, log on to TuscaloosaHeartWalk.org. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Kicks off now. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, White is Manning. The show behind the glass. We're talking a lot about the EA Sports uh, NIL deal for 11,000 players. Does that sound right? That's what yeah. I just read. Yep. Uh, $600 one-time payment. Um, and then you also get a free game. That's $70. What a deal. Um, so uh, we talking about that. <laughs> Bro, I mean, do you not agree with my point, though? Like, I hate to say it, but, like, I'll I'll be a little more generous. 8,000 of those guys probably aren't very popular names. Like, and I'm just being being transparent. I get it. They get the 600. And and so those guys, they're going to take that 600, like, 
Like the snap in the snap of it, fingers, it, right? Here's the thing: it needs to be six hundred per month. Per month for how long? Yeah. What's the duration? No, as long contract. as as long as they keep making the game, dude. Your, your dude contract. That is ridiculous, man. Dude, that game that, could that's be a, about no, six thousand. That'd be seven twenty dollars a worth. year. It's only like a percentage, but I mean, I no, nah, man. I I think my thing was. Fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars is is solid. Like, they, like, just let me let me t- let me break it down like this. Even like a, a pretty popular player, maybe not a Jalen Milrow, but a guy like let me throw throw out a name uh, like Tim Keenan, right? He might be a, he could probably get about fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred to go do like an autograph signing or something. You see what I'm saying? So like to me, like you know that range is solid for being on this game. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that's a, a random comparison, but what I'm getting at is like. Not a lot of people are even worth like. You see what I'm saying? Like some a lot of these guys on that list couldn't even sell their cleats for hundred dollars. I understand that, but you have to factor in name, image, and like. But that's why I said I think tears because would, what's happening be, because you're part of that eighty-five man scholarship, right? They are selling over one million games. They might sell two million. They might sell three million. Who well, knows? Let's see how many copies of Madden sold last year. And then that will, uh, like, so Madden, I guess it's well, Madden 24. Well, NFL's bigger than college. No, what, is, what does that mean? No, 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 no. This game probably will outsell Madden with it coming back. Um, First year for sure. Yeah, it's, I, I'm trying to look at maybe why it can pull it up. But um, but I'm just saying, but the point is, if they make, he just gave you the number of 100-something million he'd said earlier, right? Let's just, let's just call it 150 to $170 million that... Uh, net. Well, I'm just saying. So they, seventy dollars times a million copies sold, that'd be seventy million dollars. Well, well, they're gonna sell two million, so that's that's one hundred and forty. Okay. Right, and then you give eleven thousand, just say six hundred a game. What is that? Sixty-six thousand. Well, no, no, I mean, no. Six, so the six, math six, is six six million seven hundred thousand for the athlete. Where did they get all, six million from? Six hundred times eleven thousand, and however many players is six million. Okay, six million. Okay. So their budget for the players is what I was saying is six point seven million versus Madden. Technically, the budget was like fifty million. So one hundred forty million if they got two, if they sell two million, and they got six million, right? So you deduct that. Just call it. Let's just call it seven million. We'll say seven right? million. You, you got you got uh, one forty. That's one hundred thirty-three plus whatever rights for schools. Um, you know, I'm sure that's negotiated as well. Let's just say they clear a hundred million dollars. So that's like five percent of the budget. They clear a hundred million dollars, and you get six hundred. Yeah, that'd be about five percent. That ain't worth it. But I mean, but think about it. Like, think about how much. That's probably- to me. That's prostituting the athletes. Is what we've been talking about. That's taking advantage of the poor athlete who just like like you know we just talked to Drew, his brother-in-law, playing. Working his tail off, five o'clock a.m. mat drills, you know, whatever. I know he's not; it's not Alabama. But the bottom line is, they're selling that game, and your name, your jersey number is on that. Your value is much more important than six hundred dollars, and and a free game. Yeah, it, I mean, it, they throw in a free as, game. As a starting like, linebacker you can't get at Alabama, it. you're right. I'd say my value definitely is over six hundred dollars. But I, I, again, no shots at another school. But the the second string. Uh, tight end at, at UNLV or you know what I'm saying, Coastal Carolina is to me. I think six hundred dollars is more than enough. That's what I'm saying. There should be tiers if we're going to go off of that. What do you got, Wyatt? Yeah. So I don't have the yeah. exact number, but but for the year of 2023, Madden 24 was the number three on the bestseller list, 
And then I went and looked up NCAA as well, since we are talking about NCAA. NCAA 14 sold over 1 million copies uh, yeah. when it came out. And this is that. So if that sold over that 1 million copies. That was 14, copies, 10 years ago. So you know it's going to double. Yeah, it's probably going to double. I mean, that's why I look. I'm not look. I'm not saying it's it's enough. I I think it's too low. However, I, twenty eight thousand. No, I I think so. You would what you're saying. The question is whether or not that you would opt in or I, I I'm mean, gonna, look. I'm gonna opt in even though I know I'm getting shorthand. I'm gonna opt in because I get to be on a video game. I at least get something. I'm gonna opt in because look. They, at, at the end of the day, they got the power because they're making the game. And if you don't opt in, they're still making the game. It just they just generate a generic player, right? They just it's not going to have your name, so they're going to make the game regardless. So basically, you can say, "Oh, I don't want more money," but everybody else that opts in, they're going to get the six hundred dollars, the free game, and they're going to be in the game, and you're going to be sitting there not on a on, not Man, on a game. That, that's, that's just a they, legendary game. They give you basically a pair, a couple pair of Jordans. I mean, here you go, take these. Dude, I mean, to, I mean, to be on a game, like, come on, man. I'm just saying, like, you, you don't think there's the any value in that. If the players stuck together here, if the players stuck together Like, here, they can show no. their kids one day, hey, I was in this NCAA game. Oh, or they man. can say, oh, I was I was okay. too greedy. And I didn't I'll let them, basically, you said, show your kids. i let them use me just so I can have a, 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 a character, if you will, caricature on this game with my number. Right? Like, No. Like pay if you your value is like you got to so, be more but, so what but what's the leverage here? I mean, that. there's no CBA for college athletes. I mean, what what do you, I there's a big dude, but the they two don't big have time college athletes or big time college football players band together. Ed O'Bannon and that band group together and say all this stuff. Ed O'Bannon, the basketball player, you go get and say, listen, no, let's have some kind of CBA. Let's have some type of agreement because or or throwing a percentage of your sales. Okay, I'm good with that. Now, the sales, it is what it is, and it don't make that much, and it warrants me $600, good. I'm fine. But just to say here's a flat $600, well, where does that come from? I mean, $600? They probably had a budget. I, they probably said, hey, this, there's 11, over 11,000 athletes we're going to have to pay. What is our budget for this game? You know, including the you they, know, they, they, they why just said ten that, years ago they sold over a million. It's twenty four. Listen, with I social media saying, and, and now the, the stage is cost, so much more large. There's production costs. They got to pay the university that number. They got to pay a lot of people. Now, the only thing I have a problem with is I'd like to know how much the announcers that are in the game because that was the other thing we talked about. We I bet you they're not getting six hundred dollars. They're definitely getting way more than six hundred. I do have a problem that they're probably getting. They're probably getting twenty k at least. I but again, but again, when you got eleven thousand plus, that's why I think there should be tiers. I, regardless, I, look. Let me just say this because people are going to think I'm tripping. I'm hating. Six hundred is way too low. Like I'm not saying like, oh, that's enough. I'm just saying to me, I just think if that's what they came up with and you get to be in the game, it sucks. They're underpaying you, but if you want to be on the game, cool, take it. I think a good number would have been that two thousand dollar range. Personally, I think that's fair given the number of athletes. And like like my brother pointed out, there's not going to be those in-game purchases to to generate even more revenue, right? I get it. They're probably going to make. I mean, I, the things I just don't know how much. It, it would help if I knew the production cost of a video game, like how much you have to pay the game developers, right? How much? Ten dollars. Really, bro? 10, game game developers. I mean, that's probably yeah. a hard job. They're probably because they're doing that so many. They're doing so many. I promise you, it's, I would say it's no more than twenty bucks. If they sell it for seventy, it's probably more like ten to twelve dollars. Wait, wait, ten to twelve dollars for what? To make those games. 
No, no, I'm not saying like the physical copies. That's, I mean, that's that's easy. I'm that's I'm not production meaning like you realize when you you generate a video game like this, you have to get like game actors who put on all these suits and then all these trackers and they go through motions. Like, right. they, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that goes I mean, I'm into sure it's not, game. not, like, not it's, cheap, Yeah, like, people have to go to a studio and do stuff, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's engineers, out, there's video game engineers. We need to find out what Kirk makes. Find out what Kirk Kerbsheet makes up this game. Uh, I, would, uh, I would text him and ask him, but that's definitely kind of Nah, it might be out there. 20534, <laughs> probably not. 20534 We'll continue on here. I want to do... Why do we have sign from NATO's? I thought we did. I, I'm just want to make sure. For I, I haven't gotten the email yet with the with the press conference. Once, got, as soon as I get it, we'll we can play some audio. We got two okay. app messages. If you want to hit those, we'll take a quick break and then hit the app messages while we wait on that. Uh, All right, we'll audio. do that. Uh, well, yeah, I want to get to those. I know why. So one of them might might be a little might put some hair on your uh, chest. Huh. <laughs> Oh, one of the app messages. Oh, oh, yeah, one of the app yeah, messages yeah. is a little. Well, I mean, if you know, I'm sure our listeners are are, are are used to this show, me being How very, very real. We're not scared. <laughs> yeah. So we're not scared. I, I, I we'll say navigate that. maybe, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Eli, we talked a little bit about Eli. Go for go to break. I was just reading there. Uh, his next role will be as play-by-play voice of the Nashville Cats, K A T S, of the Arena Football League, which kicks off in. April, so wow. Um, Alabama football to the Nashville Cats. See, see, here he goes, man. No, it's, a, it's say, an opportunity. I, just let him do his no, thing, man. man. Come on, man. I mean, listen, it that'd be like. I mean, listen, Alabama. Man. I, listen, I mean, this listen, is Alabama. We heard you heard the guy talk about the calls of the roses, always painted crypts. I mean. You go from that. Nobody cares about the Nashville Cats. Who I've never even heard of the Nashville Cats. Is it? But listen, he he originated back in the AFL. At some point, I think he used to call games. And it's a, it's a new team, I think, a new organization. Look, it's another opportunity for him, man. Like, obviously, it's the, the I would Nashville go to Cats the UFL Alabama. He should work the Birmingham games. Birmingham Stallions. That would have been cool. Right, I would have just. I would have been like, that's pretty cool. And you got some Alabama kids. I mean, familiarity there. Nashville Cats? That might have been the the only opportunity at the at the moment, man. I mean, you Come know on, how man. you know. I mean, you know how Coach Arena was a GM of Arena football. You know, I, I mean, bruh. dude. The, he obviously don't want to retire. He and this gives him gives him another opportunity. Man, let the man live. I'm happy for him, but man, I mean that that to <laughs> me is just taking a huge step down. I'm sorry. Oh my, Eli Gold too big for for Nashville Cats. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. All right. App message on the flip side of this break. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, my man Wyatt on the on the dial. We'll uh, come back and uh, we'll hear from him. What he's got to say with these app messages. This is uh, the Mills Edge on the Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, not the Nashville Cats. We'll be back in a your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 68. Mostly fair tonight, the low 44. For the weekend, a good supply of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow, 62. The high Sunday at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
Cooper Callis. Charlie Brewer. You know who those guys are, Chris? Uh, I do not. No. Those are the three quarterbacks competing for the starting job for the Nashville Cats. See, I mean, you I've heard me of Charlie there, Brewer, man. though. I think he was at Baylor. He was at Baylor. He was a pretty good Googled quarterback him. at one point. Why do you, you remember Charlie Brewer? I think he was a starter at Baylor one time. That name sounds vaguely familiar to me, but but you know that I'm not entirely familiar with it. Yeah, I, I mean think the AFL used to be a pretty big league, right? I mean I don't know. It used well. They were different levels. Um, there's uh, Arena One and then a smaller version. Um, and I think I don't know. I haven't watched Arena Ball in a while, so. Um, I think it's just very interesting how, I mean, when he, but when he said pro, when he was talking uh, on our station, I don't know if it, who it was with, but, you know, he said pro team. Um, That's considered I, I, professional. Okay. No, no, no I, was, I was thinking more NFL. I mean, come on. I mean, that that, that would be. Because I, and then I thought about Notre Dame because they just fired. Um, uh, Collinsworth. Collinsworth. But, yeah, I, so I, I, but I saw his name linked to that. Some yeah, I thought Dame. maybe he'd get that Notre Dame gig, which would be huge. Um, he did also say that he was offered a collegiate job, but he turned it down. Oh, wow. Well, maybe he was offered a Notre Dame job. Here, here's my thing, just real quick about it. I, I just don't know how you go to the Nashville. I mean, you, you do that because he just told you they wanted to go in a different direction, and he, he still wants to call games. That might have been his only opportunity. So it, was either, it might have been either the Nashville Cats or the 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 couch you know what i mean like and that didn't that yeah. wasn't in his in his plans but here here's my thing I, I i genuinely now that i've heard kind of both sides i really think there just was miscommunication that just it seems that they were aware that the contract was ended in june and they kind of were pre preparing for last year being his last year but i just wish he was informed of that you see what i'm saying because it sounds like because he went on, again, I can't remember because I think Gary and Ryan had him on. But he was on our station. And he was saying that he what, all he wanted was, at least from his, from his side, was that he, he wanted just wanted the, that one final year. One song. Which, which I can understand. You know, you do it for so long. I'm not going to lie. It does. It, it's kind of unfortunate that there wasn't like a, a final kind of like recognition. But it sounds like that's what they were trying to basically, basically negotiate. I think that's what the A-Day was going to be. The more Man, I'm reading, I no, mean, no, I'm, no, listen, listen, I'm, just hear me out. The more I'm reading, you read into it, that's what it sounds like. The A-Day game was probably going to be the final call for an Alabama game. And then he would transition into a limited role on game day broadcast, which if he was probably looking to be done for the most part, to me, I think that I, I don't, I want to be careful. I don't want to say it's a fair offer, but I understand that offer. If he was interested in kind of taking a step back anyway, he still would be involved. He still would be, rep yeah. you know, rep you know, represented in some capacity, and he'd still have a role. But um, obviously, that that wasn't of interest to him. I just wish there was better communication because I, I think at this point it's, uh, it's unfortunate on both sides. I know there's a lot of division and there's a lot of people that are, you know, saying they, you know, they, they hate how Eli was done, but there's a lot of people that are excited for Chris, which they should. I'm excited for Chris as well, but. I just think it could have just been smoother. And right now, it's just a little little messy. But as everything, you know, it'll blow over eventually. Yeah, it'll get over. I yeah. mean, 
Chris is going to do a phenomenal job. Absolutely. Uh, you know, your team, you guys do a phenomenal job. So it all works out. Just It's like uh, Pat said from Tuscaloosa, just uh, unfortunate that they allow that to get to this place. And I know it puts people in a bad place. I know people don't want to talk about it because of relationships. Or they, you know, I was listening to Barry and Wimp. Uh, might have been this morning or, you know, like Wimp wouldn't even talk about it. I mean, so you're talking about old coach that probably has a strong relationship, but he can't say probably what he wants to say. I mean, um, that's what I'm assuming. Because well, he well said, Eli was saying what he wanted to say. Well, Eli was. I mean, but listen, because <laughs> Eli was going to be like, y'all not going to throw me to the wolves. I mean, that's, that's what Eli, I mean, basically, let me, just, let me just give you the version. Eli, they try to tell Eli to take the charge. Eli says, y'all crazy. I'm not quitting. I'm just getting started. I'm 70. And he mentioned uh, there's someone. I've was it the Yankees? Was it someone at the Yankees? Or like 84 80 years old. Yeah. He says he's healthy as a horse, right? He says, I'm not doing that. Oh, wait, I'm wait, not wait, going wait, to wait, say wait, I'm wait. stepping away because that's a lie and I'm not doing that. Well, so if y'all want to not renew my contract, then y'all going to be the one to say we are choosing not to re renew his contract, and we are going in that different direction. Well, hear me out. Um, hear me out. That, that, that just, sorry, I just did that brought me to, to, I forgot to say this. What kind of was confusing, because I'm not going to lie, I did assume last year the reason he was only doing home games was because, you know, maybe his health was prohibiting him uh, in some capacity. But he actually said that wasn't the case and that he was cleared. So that kind of sounded to me like there that was another kind of, you know, situation where there it wasn't very clear. You see what I'm saying? Because I, I yeah, they, it, yeah, it was true. almost like that was that was the impression well, that was made was that. Well, let me ask you this: well. If Nick Saban would have still been here, does does Eli go? I'm asking Wyatt too because he's he's Bama and knows Bama really well. If Nick Saban's still the head coach, do they make a change? Oof. It depends on. I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean. We, if you know how things go on, now Coach Saban ran things around here, so I think that's he, my point. I think he was gonna fight it a little bit more. He probably would definitely kind of at least he and Saban were very close. Yeah, give a little support towards Eli. Now ultimately, if Saban's here, well, I think we all agree that he wouldn't have been replaced. I think Saban probably, and again, this is all hypothetical. I'm just playing this game, but maybe Coach Saban could have helped convince them to give him that final year. Maybe, right. I mean, that's a, that's a I don't even question. think it would have been much convincing. <laughs> you just think he's... I think they would, been, said, they would him, have been the told year. to give Eli Gold his final season, let him do his thing based on what I was saying, just the fact that 36 years of loyalty. Yeah, but but, but then we have to remember, though, the contract ended in but June. You can do another contract. No, no, no I'm do, just saying, but that, that is something to them. consider. What's your so. contract? Do you do year-to-year -year contracts, right? No, I don't do any contracts. Like Eli said, that's all. I, that's what I was kind of We all are 1099 employees. Yeah, 1099. I know that's... I've worked for Learfield. I, Learfield, all the colleges, they, they do 1099s. And, you know, whatever you're agreed upon per game, you get paid per game. It's not even a salary. It's right. like, you know... Per game. Whatever, per game. Contract at work, yeah. Right, that's what you get. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just a sad thing. I mean, I think Eli is, is an icon, and you just can't, you just can't flush icons down the toilet. Did just you want to hit, hit the app messages? Well, I quick? think I hear the break music, so let well, me it's just only do, one. Okay, well, yeah, we can quick do a quick break. break, and then we got the two app messages. Let's just do that. Quick timeout. We'll come back. I promise you. 
app message next. Right here on the Tide, 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Back in a moment. And help our bunny get a name. And visit the Northport Bunny Trail during March. For more information, log on to northportbunnytrail.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Nashville cats. Okay, just let it go, man. <laughs> like I'm like, dude, like, like, like look, 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 look. If you had a, a big time, I'm coach just saying, man. I wanted I to mean, keep coaching, and then an opportunity like that came up. Like, I mean, he's still coaching I know, at the end of the day. Fun, man. It's Friday. We got half Good an hour to go. Is, I was making a little fun. Let's go to the app message. A while. Let's see what we got there on Tide 100.9. It's absolutely free uh, download. You can leave thoughts, comments, whatever you want to, right there. Why? Take it away. Yeah, our first app message is from Willie. He says, Milrow and some other players are getting a lot more money. I know Digger kind of called in earlier and said something about maybe Ewers and Milrow were making some more money as well. Yeah, that's what I was pointing out, that they, they were going to pick several guys, prominent players from, from each team that would be ambassadors for the game. They would promote the game. They're obviously going to make a lot more money than $600. So that, that makes sense, and that's, that's fair because, I'll be honest, EA Sports knows that a guy like Jalen Milrow Hell, Quinn Ewers, uh, the guy from Georgia, what's their quarterback? Carson Beck, right? They, those guys know they're worth more than $600. Their agents, because let's face it, these guys have marketing agents nowadays. Their agents aren't going to let them accept no dang $600 to be on that game. With that being said, yeah, that, that, that's smart to have an ambassador program for players of that caliber. That, that kind of is along the lines of the tiers that I was referring to, kind of like tier one, tier two, tier three, potentially, but... I would not be shocked if next season or next year um, there's some pushback on the pay and then they end up having to renegotiate or figure things out. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah, it didn't, right. my, my brother's over here talking about how you're talking about the Cats, but you coached the Columbia Stingers. I don't even know that. I don't even know what AFL team they were in. I don't even think they were like the they they probably aren't even the same league as the Cats. Nah, probably not. Yeah, and that team. Uh, oh, they, y'all let that team go, man. Not you, but the ownership. Well, because a lot of times when you get to arena <laughs> two and three, you got thieves. <laughs> so thieves. That they yeah they marketing thieves and they go in and get uh, you know they get like the medical USC medical or you know whatever it is to get all these because they're they're in it. I mean it's good for the city. It's, it's great family outings and and then they bolt. And then you don't get the necessary help that you need to run your organization. That was what was going on in some of these arena teams. I mean, uh, it was absolutely. Uh, it was cool while it lasted, though. The jerseys were pretty cool. I like the red, black, and yellow. No, it was fun. We had a, a good deal. All right, let's continue with our app message tie 100.9, Noah. Second one is from Utah. He says, uh, Eli, quote, all about me gold. He clearly <laughs> believes he's bigger than the University of Alabama, the athletic program, and fans. He's out to do harm to the university and Mr. Stewart. Eli reveals who he is, and it's narcissistic. His contract is ending. He has no rights beyond that, and he can't accept the reality because he thinks he's larger than it all. Ooh. Mm. Well, because this is the dissension. This is the division, right? That's what, you know, we talked about. You hear Pat, who's the loyalty there. Then you got guys like that who's ready to move on a different direction. Now, 
I mean, the question is, do you see Eli as being narcissistic? Do you see, I, I mean, listen, he did, I don't know. I mean, I know he, how many interviews did you do at, at our stations? Three? Two a year. He did another one down in Mobile, I think. No, I think he did ABC, one on the Bear 30, or something 30, like 40. that, too. Maybe. I think he was on the bear this morning, right? He, yeah, he me. was on the bear yesterday morning, and then he did Ryan Fowler the day it was announced, and then Gary Harris yesterday. So as that's well. three just on our airways and Mobile, but he's done, and he plus all the, the print stuff he's done. So <laughs> this this is the point I'm talking about. He, he might have done a, a, a couple too many, maybe. Yeah, if, I think so. If, if I think honest, he should have used a couple and then just said said his piece because. Basically, what happens is you start saying the same stuff. I mean, you're not telling any uh, host of, or writer anything different, right? You're just, you're just repeating, you know, what you've been saying, right? And, and so, did I think anything he said made me think he was angry? Maybe. I, I think the fact that they're pushing him out, I think he wanted... Eli has 36 years. I mean, he has a strong fan base. And, and I talked about the relationship of the fan to the play-by-play -play guy, especially years ago, before social media, before extravagant television contracts. You were forced to listen uh, in your car or on a little radio or the headsets that they pass out in the stadiums. You heard the voice of the play-by-play -play people and the color analysts, right, of, of, of said team. Right. Um. You know, when I played, that's all you had. You didn't have you didn't have um, SEC on Sirius XM and all these games. You didn't have all that stuff. Yeah, no, and in the older and generation, they, they listened to the radio broadcast in the stadiums. Like, no, the, right. the radio I mean, they, broadcast is prominent. They, well, my point is they build these relationships with the play-by-play -play guy who becomes a voice. Right. He, only, he not only does that, he does backwards. He does functions. They do all kinds of things. Uh, besides the game, right? They they get to know the boosters. They get to know everybody that's affiliated with the program. And you think Alabama football, which is so large and been so good, 36 years, I mean, the coaches, I mean, Nick Saban to the, I mean, this man been around all these coaches, right? So you know that there was going to be division. That's why I would have said, I don't know I don't know if this was Greg Burns' ultimate decision or if it was, you know, the Crimson Tide Sports Network, the people that run that. I don't know who the decision it was. My point is... Probably both. He, obviously, he you had both to... Were in the meeting. Right, and I know big business, and when these decisions are made, you got to go in the room when you're dealing with the personality. You have to go in there and say, okay, guys, let's hear this is Eli Go. This is not Joe Blow, fly by night, play by play guy that we can move on and then, you know, it is kumbaya and everything is cool. This is Eli Go. So you got to go in the room and you got to say, hey, what's the best way to handle this? And, and sound like they tried by bringing him in. Now, if he's not compliant, so to speak, to what they want to do, then you got to have a meeting in the middle before you make any any ultimate decision. They did. Uh, he said they met several times. And I, right. That's what I'm saying. After that statement yesterday, to me, that's kind of what it sounds like. Like they 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 tried to kind of let it be known their plans. They tried to come up with what they thought was a compromise to that he would still be involved. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like to, to me, like if is is how do I, how do I put this? I think it, it's, as much as it probably sucks you know to to go from play by play to more of a you know still a game day role but 
I'd imagine maybe pregame, postgame, hey coach, whatever it is. Um, I still think that shows their respect to him by wanting to keep him involved. I, I get that it's him not being the play-by-play, but again, I think you have to look at the whole picture with the, the contract ending in June. He is kind of getting up there in age. You got a guy like Chris Stewart around who is very talented, who does a phenomenal job right. as well. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think there's any villains in this. I think it just was miscommunicated and mishandled to an extent, right? And I know I'm always yeah. falling in the middle. It, it, that's only fitting for me. But but to be honest, that's what it is. I, I would not go as far and say Eli's being selfish. I think he genuinely just wants his side of things just to be out there. And so it's clear because also he still wants to call games. So I think you know, by him... Doing that. I mean, yeah, so by him going in the media and saying you know what he's saying, I think it's letting people out there know that he still is active and, and very much wanting to call games. Well, he, he and, and we'll end with this one, I mean, because it's just, the bottom line is, Eli wanted him to know he didn't quit. Right. And that was the biggest thing, that he was not going to allow them to control the message. And that that's what the the, the, the person on the tie, the, the app message was talking about, and it, it does to some people, comes off selfish. I can see that, too. I, I can understand. Um, and it's about me. Um, so I can see both sides here. Unfortunately, it is what it is. I mean, you're still going to hear noise. This is not going to be the end of it, you know. People going to talk about it in national media. They've all, the fine bombs are where everybody's been talking about it. I mean, because these, these play-by-play guys are huge. Especially Absolutely. when they become like Larry Munson and, and Eli Goals of the world, they're iconic. So that's why I was saying you have to kind of weigh sometimes, you know, the option here. That's why I would have just sucked it up and been like, you know what? Just give them that last year. I, honestly, Here's your I year, man. We're going to cater to you. Let it. You deserve it. You just freaking fought through cancer. You worked your freaking tail off to come back. Here's your year, man. You know, this is what we're paying you. We're going to give you 500 a game, 700 a game, whatever it is. I don't know. Just throwing it it's out gotta there. got to be more than that. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there. And you just say that's what we're doing. And as soon as, you know, game season's over, whether it be SEC championship or college football playoffs or bowl game, that's going to be it for you. And and then, then here comes your replacement, Chris Stewart, and we're moving on. But, it, but, but, again, but that's why I think they should have they should have communicated to him last year that was the case because if they knew the contract ended in June, right, and that he was able to come back to it, I personally probably, I think that would have kind of helped soothe this if, if they got on the same page going into last year. That's what I was saying initially about the miscommunication. It sounds like that's what their thought of last year was supposed to be. That last year was supposed to be that kind of, what do you call it, a swan tour? What is it called, swan song? Once on, yeah. yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, all right. Well, anyway, it is what it is. Hopefully, he do not do any more radio interviews and, <laughs> and we can we can move on. I won't talk about it no more. Let's turn the page. I do want to talk about Alabama basketball. Uh, uh Christian, you, you, you know, you were at the game uh, the other night. Florida was much better than what many people anticipated, had a lead, a commanding lead, really, at the uh, in the second half of that basketball game, but squandered it. Uh, Alabama showed resiliency coming back. Uh, making some big baskets, tying the game up, getting into overtime, and then eventually winning the basketball game. But here's Kentucky. We don't know who Kentucky is right now. I mean, I think when you look at a team like Kentucky, who's famous for one and dunners and famous for NBA players and getting the best talent in the world, I mean, they are Alabama when it comes to basketball for getting the best players, the best talents. But John Calipari, in my opinion, much love, much respect, has not done 
a really good job managing this basketball team. Now, this team, if you look at the stats, if that's any, any indicator, they can score a lot of points, they can fill up the rim, but their defense has been woeful. And somewhat, really, Alabama as well. Both teams have scored a basketball. Both teams are very lackluster when it comes to defense. Now, we've seen pockets. We've seen moments with Alabama basketball. But as a whole, defensively, has not been good. Um, so when you look at this game, Kentucky beating Auburn and then coming back and losing to LSU. Again, two games basically were were a very close game. LSU won two close games, I should have said. You know, they lose by one to LSU at the buzzard. Um, you know, you look at us former athletes, we would say, Christian, where's our mind, right? Like, after you competed so hard, you competed against LSU, you're trying to get that thing back going, making a run at the SEC championship. Now you're probably too far out, and you lose by one. It's kind of disheartening, you know, and then you look at a team like Kentucky, when you got players that's going to be available for draft, you know, this thing that you worry about, right? Is they going to become selfish? Are they going to continue to play? Or, you know, will they continue to fight? And then that comes down to the coach, in my opinion, is can John Calipari get his team ready to play? On the other hand, Nate Oates, the hard hats and everything else, has been magnificent getting his team ready to play and bouncing back, not panicking even when they fall behind. They find that they're finding a way to win. So uh, even though this game is on the road at Rupp Arena, in Lexington, um, I still like Alabama because I just don't know the mindset of the players. Yeah, and, and that's a fair point. And, you know, I, I just this, – this Alabama basketball team, man, has just been playing really good. Then you look at, you know, their outing versus, uh, versus Florida, and you're right, I was at that game. They struggled on defense. And really Florida, man, they, they just made everything they threw up they were making. Uh, but Alabama was struggling from three. Probably that was contributed – and partially due to, to, to Wright Soul. Is that, is that, is that how you say it? Wright Soul? Wright Soul, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he was out with a head injury. I don't know if they gave any more specifics on that. I think he that. might be back from what I read. Yeah, I hope he's back because the, the, the three-point uh, percentage definitely took a hit with him not being um, in that ball game. And it was kind of interesting. What <coughs> coach afterwards me. said that they had some, some insider info that he wasn't going to play. So I don't know if there's a mole. In the program, or, or how that came no, about? No, man, but. these coaches, no, they all talk. I mean, it gets out. Yeah, but but anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like Alabama basketball is going to have a game, a, a solid game against Kentucky because I, I I know they won the game against Florida, but I don't think it was necessarily their best game by any means. They they probably, you know, not probably they will be without you know big uh, the big center big wagu wag wagu 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 Bahamas, I think it's a good fine state go. wagu what's yeah. his name wagi yeah wagu. without him he kind of he, he he gave a nice people's elbow I shouldn't laugh about that he should have got mean, suspended like five games I that mean but I don't think he played the rest of that game or something like that I read it then yeah look I mean that was don't try rough. to butter it up I'm not the but, man no, no, threw an elbow coach, that could have hurt coach the guy said yeah no that he accepts the penalty and rightfully so but I mean, you always complain about everything being so soft. I mean, the man just dropped a people's elbow. The Rock is back. I don't know if you guys watch WWE, but The Rock's back on SmackDown. He's a he's a heel. He's paired up with Roman Reigns, part of the, uh, the bloodline. Y'all probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I recently started watching WWE again. I go in and out. Grew up watching it. But anyway... I mean, yeah, that was a wrestling movie. He's yeah, on it was nice. That's what I'm saying. Man. He might have been watching this, you know, the recent SmackDown. Woo! Yeah, that was in Birmingham a couple weeks ago, and saw The Rock's back, and was anticipating some people's elbows uh, 
at WrestleMania. I don't know. But, hell, I mean, he got, he got one game suspension, but it should have at least minimum three. You know the WWE signs college athletes. Maybe they need to look at him, and he's a big guy. He's not like – actually, he does have some decent muscle to be so tall. Now, he's not the great call I don't know if you remember the great call Big show, those are big boys. We would have been fighting on that court. Well, the kid, like, took a knee. I think it looked like the video showed the kid got – let me stop laughing. But, I mean, the got hit with a knee, it looked like almost. Then the people's elbow – it, it did start looking like a nice little wrestling match, but um, I don't know. Man. He's out. Well, That's they physical won't basketball for you. Yeah. Shouldn't do it. Alabama, but. Kentucky should be a, <laughs> a good one. Alabama uh, really basically keep winning, and it's going to be between them and Tennessee, though Tennessee has a pretty daunting schedule. That's going to be uh, a big game here in Coleman. At South Carolina, they, I think they got Florida. I think they still have to play Auburn so and Alabama. So they got uh, a tough road to hoe going forward. But uh, again, big time game on tomorrow for the Alabama Crimson Tide as they try to stay planted right there in first place. Hit a timeout. We come back. Phone calls the rest of the way. I see you on hold. Bama boss man, Greg, and others will come back. We'll get you good to go. We're sponsored by good friends at the Good Feast Store, Midtown Village, Douglas, and the gang. Great folk over there. And if you're like me and you're hobbling around, your knees hurt, your hip hurt, your back hurt, everything hurt, Go check them out because it makes a difference with those inserts. America's number one, and they will get you right. I promise you, help you out better than anybody else. Two feet at a time. Try before you buy, and you'll come out very satisfied. That's the Good Feet Store, our number one sponsor. Quick time out. We'll come back. Phone calls the rest of the way. This is the Middle's Edge. Tide, 100.9, 1230 AM, WTBC. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, it's Gary Harris coming up Monday morning on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. We'll recap a busy weekend of Alabama sports. Plus, TiderInsider.com's Rodney Orr joins us and Casey Smith on golf. Plus, your phone calls and more. The Gary Harris Show. It's always no work and all play at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos. So come on, leave it all behind and head to Pearl River Resort. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 68. Mostly fair tonight, the low 44. For the weekend, a good supply of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow, 62. The high Sunday at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. segment here on a Friday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Wyatt here with you. Ryan Fowler, the game coming up next following us, so keep it locked right here on the time, 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Out to the phone lines we go. He is a big boss. They call him Bama Boss Man. What's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Man, What's we just up, chilling. Man? I, I wasn't, I, I've been trying to not call because I, I, you know, call, but I, I was fighting it all day, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times what I what I say get taken the wrong way. But I'm I'm just gonna lay it out there like it is. Uh, the six hundred dollars they paying those guys that's that's crap. They they could do way better than that. Amen. That, that's an answer. 
that's an insult. Mm. I love Eli Gold. Eli Gold is one of my favorite announcers. But I'm, I'm going to keep it real. If you listen to the second and 26th call and you listen to Eli calling fourth and 31, it's a big difference. Mm. No, I, I, mean, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's fair to, to say he probably had a little less energy. Again, I mean, coming back from those treatments and everything he fought, yeah. I think that's expected. But, yeah, no, I... I've heard both the calls, and I, I could definitely understand that. It, it just, to me, sounds like last year was almost kind of a year for Eli to kind of get back in his groove, and then um, maybe he was expecting to kind of have that. That's why I was like, maybe they could have discussed that and said, hey, go out at A-Day, and, and let's see if he kind of has a little more of that that energy. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. And the Chris Stewart call when we beat Georgia, and he said uh, – Try keep us out of the playoffs. Let's get out of here, man. That, hey, you need to listen to that. <laughs> it got you ready to go, huh? <laughs> it got, you I, I need a, going right. I need a, I need a hold. Let's see. Hey, why? Can you? Do we have any clips of those two calls? And we can compare the fourth and third. If you got that, yeah, listen to those. Yeah, Chris, Chris I mean, Stewart calling the SEC. And just see if I notice yeah. a, a, a distinct difference. Yeah, because yeah, you, 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 you know, Bama Boss Man is not the first person that hit me up, messaged me on Twitter or something like that, and asked me about it. I mean, uh, one guy even said uh, how he said, I, you know, me wrote Isaiah Bond like four times, but he was, you know, kind of stuck on those words. But I just never, you know, you get caught up in the moment of, hey, man, what a freaking play. Cause that was unbelievable, right, at Auburn. Yeah, um, I didn't yeah. pay much attention to what Eli said, but if, I'm pretty sure Wyatt can probably find it YouTube or something. I'd just like to hear just. A I mean, I got it on Twitter, but uh, I mean, I don't know how good it's going to sound. <laughs> if you want me to uh, to play it while Wyatt finds one of those, but yeah, why not? I'll just I'll play the fourth and throw. Here we go. Still standing, he throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama. The Crimson Tide with 32 seconds to go in the ballgame. Throwing a Hail Mary into the corner of the end zone and Isaiah Bond. So that was that was fourth and 31. That was off my phone. So hopefully it sounded okay. But Wyatt's got second and 26 up. Let's hear that. Let's hear second and 26 what? Here's Tua stepping back. Loads up. Looks long. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Alabama. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. The Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Their fifth national championship in nine years. Their 17th overall. And for Coach Nick Saban, a career sixth national championship. A number matched only by the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. Alabama is back as the champion of college football. How about it? Well, there's a distinct yeah. difference. There is. Yeah. I mean, if, but I mean, if it you wasn't got a bad it. call at Auburn. I mean, but you can if, just tell if he you was got himself. It. If you guys got it, could you play the call of, of what Chris did at the end of the SEC championship game? And, and you see my point more clearly. Yeah, well, I'd have to pull that up. Um, Wyatt could probably try to find that. But do we not give him Bama Boss, man? Here's my point. I, I, I agree with you. And we know, and, and and again, we're a family that's watched cancer. Uh, still, our loved one, and yeah, understand yeah, that, yeah. that 
woeful impacts of it. So my point is, you understand what he went through, that his energy probably was not to where it was. I mean, not that he was bad at what he did, he just didn't have that oomph, you know what I mean, that gear, um, in my opinion, uh, based on those two calls. So do we not give him somewhat of a pass for that? I understand that, and, and I agree with what you're saying, but sometimes you have to save us from ourselves. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, why, why is that? You know, go ahead. Go ahead. And I was going to say, we have, we have the Chris Stewart call real quick. I just I want to make sure we have Go ahead, play Let's that. Let's play it real quick because I do want to get the play to close out the show. Go ahead, Why? Thank you so much. We'll have to snap it just one more time. The celebration has begun the Bama sideline. The celebration has begun in the stands. And it ain't far from happening here in the booth either. Play clock under 10. Game clock at 38. Jalen getting the snap. Taking the knee. And the white flag has been waved from the Georgia sideline. And what do you say, folks? Let's get out of here. Bama, a winner. Georgia Bulldogs claiming the SEC title for the 30th time in school history. Keep us out. I dare you. It, it almost, I mean, yeah, no, that's that's definitely you. you that was good. Uh, keep us out. I dare you. Well, I dare you. I mean, hey, come on <laughs> now. Florida State don't like that call. <laughs> no, they don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they definitely don't like that one. Keep us out. I dare you. Um, now, you go tell me that it's in chills down your spine. You, you ain't got no spine. I love all of them, but I get what you're saying, Bama Boss, man. You, you're spot on. But we want to take Greg final call. Appreciate you coming right. in, brother. Yep. There he is. There he goes, Bama Boss, man. He's right. Let's take one more before we get out of here real quick. Greg, you're up next here on the Miller's Edge. Greg there. Greg going once. Greg going twice. Greg's gone. We might have lost him briefly. And look, like here's yeah. the thing. I mean, like, like we're being completely honest, right? Yeah, you're going to have a little more more energy out of Chris. He's younger. You know, Eli's coming back um, from that that treatment and, and all that adversity, man. But that's I just you got I'm taking that into consideration, man. I, I, like you said, whether you want to call it a pass or you're just understanding or compassionate. That's how I look at it. You know what I mean? The bottom yeah. line is, I think everybody kind of knew that that when Eli was finished, Chris would be the guy. There's no argument there. I think everyone knew that. It was just a matter of maybe we could have found some type of way to, like you said, just something to summon it. It's last time we'll talk about this. Just make it work where you don't right, have Make it work division. where it's not so much. I'm interested real quick, though, Chris, before we get out. Why? Any thoughts on that, the two? Would you listen to there? I, you know, I thought Chris did a was more energetic uh, uh, in comparison to the 4th and 31 call. But, you know, Eli in his prime was 2nd and 26 versus Chris with the SEC championship. I would take Eli, but I'd, I feel bad. But it was time, in my opinion. You know, I, I wish it could have been handled a better a better way. And, you know, maybe maybe A-Day was kind of the 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 olive branch that, that Greg Byrne and the university was extending and, and Eli didn't take it. I don't know. I don't know anything behind the scenes there, but right. I just wish it could have I just wish it could have been handled a little bit better. Yeah. And that's the that, that's the bottom line. It should have been handled better, uh, especially with a Nikon. I mean and, and again I wanted to hear why because he's huge fan, a younger fan, and, and again he's saying it was time, you know, so we've got, you know, Pat saying 
how he was handled. I I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, uh, I definitely agree with Pat. I agree that Wyatt should have been handled much easier and better, and it would have been better for, for all parties. But as the word says, and it never lies, it's true and it never returns void, this too shall pass. That's right. <laughs> and uh, everybody will move on and... and um, uh, be happy. That being said, as Chris Stewart said, down in the Mercedes Benz dome, let's, let's get, get out of here. here. <laughs> let's get out of here. You're pretty good and on make those room. impressions, man. You're pretty good with the mill roll. Eli yesterday, now Chris Stewart, you're pretty good. I'll, I'll say this, though. Roll Tide. <laughs> there, there you go. And a special Roll Tide to, to off-road performance direct. Again, you guys know where to go for all your lift kits, wheels, and tires. Go check them out now. Michael will take great care of you. He's got my Tundra looking sharp. We're going to get my dad Suburban down there and get him, give him a nice little lift kit and some wheels on there I want to next get time him. he's down there. So, again, check out Off-Road Performance Direct. Michael, again, that's 4751 Lake Sherwood Lane right here in Northport, Alabama. 205-310-1823 is the number. Check them out now. All right. We definitely Tell them I want my here. snowflakes. I'm coming down there, and I need some 24-inch uh, snowflakes on the bird. They got them for you. All right. God bless you all, Wyatt. Thank you so much. Great job. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully the Tide comes with a big win over the Wildcats of Kentucky. We'll break that down for you. As Chris Stewart said, let's get out of here. Ryan Fowler next. Right on the Tide, 100.9, AM, WTBC. We're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Bless weekend, everybody.